what I hear you saying that is the the, the photograph or that mm-hmm. memory is along with you during the journey, oh, right? Yeah. There's this high, right. and then there's those just tearful moments where sometimes you're laughing, sometimes you're crying, but yeah. it's with you throughout that journey. Absolutely, and I, I love and I that can, you guys are doing that. Like if I'm having a, di- a good day, I can just look at them and say hey to her and talk to her still, and mm-hmm. like, and honestly, like the photos give me a way to hold her when she's not here to hold. Oh yeah. wow, it's powerful. Welcome to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Here's your host, Kevin B. Jennings. Welcome to Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. I'm Kevin B. Jennings, and every episode you'll get principles, strategies, and tools from experienced and emerging leaders who have maximized their potential. These folks have used their potential to launch ideas, lead teams, build businesses, improve communities, and ultimately make a difference in others' lives. Today, we're doing another remix, which is a short episode where we revisit strong, timeless principles or relevant hidden gems from previous podcast episodes. And for this episode, we're going back to episode 90, when Shane Benson and I had a conversation with Ashley Jones, the founder and executive director of the nonprofit Love Not Lost. And a portion of our conversation that we're sharing today was about discovering problems worth solving. Here at Mentor and Executive Minds, we believe your ambition is like a natural resource. And we want you to use it in a way that not only improves your life, but also the lives of others. And to do that, we need to find a problem worth solving. And today we'll hear how Ashley did just that. Now, before we go any further, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the best selling full focus planner. This is the planner I personally use, and it has everything you need to win each day, quarter and year baked right into it. It sets you up to focus your work on the biggest, highest leverage tasks, and you won't worry about the small stuff anymore. This system simplifies winning and goal achievement. And just for Executive Minds listeners, you're getting a 10% discount site-wide at the Full Focus store. Just visit executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and enter the code execminds at checkout. Again, that's executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and execminds, all one word, at checkout. Executive Minds is also brought to you by the Art of Leadership Network, created by our friend and previous guest, best-selling author, Carrie Newhoff. The Art of Leadership gathers together world-class leaders and podcasters dedicated to helping you live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. Executive Minds is honored to be one of the podcasts in the Art of Leadership Network, and you can learn more at theartofleadershipnetwork.com. Well, fellow go-getters and future difference makers, on our journey, 
everything gets hard at some point. Uh, There are different types of hard. Physically, there's the difficulty of working out and eating well. And there's also the difficulty of navigating a failing body. Uh, Mentally and emotionally, there's the difficulty of confronting your issues, exploring them with a professional, and likely having uncomfortable conversations with others. However, there's the difficulty of continued stress, patterns of self-sabotage, and fractured relationships. Professionally, there's the challenge of leading yourself and others, making big decisions that affect others, and stepping into uncertainty to pursue things you and your organization haven't done before. However, those challenges are there. Whether, like Brett Hagler, you're trying to end global homelessness or you're trying to sell the latest toy to kids. P.S. There's nothing wrong with selling toys. My point here is we have an opportunity to choose our version of hard. See, we want the effort expended in your career to be for something. And our guest today, Ashley Jones, found that for herself, and we wanted to revisit her story today with the hopes of inspiring you to do the same. Uh, After losing her daughter to a terminal condition, Ashley developed a new perspective on success, life, and love. Her passion for helping others, her photography skills, and her personal experience through grief and loss led her to create Love Not Lost. The driving question that she asks daily is, how can we love people better? She is constantly working on new initiatives and resources for Love Not Lost. To answer that question, as well as loving her husband, family, friends, and community better in her personal life. Uh, She loves speaking to companies, conferences, and groups about grief, love, and making the most of the time we have. In addition to me personally being a big fan of Ashley, I believe her story and her approach ties in well with stages one and two of the launch loop, which is the process I shared quickly on episode 205 for anyone trying to create and launch something new. As a reminder, stage one is understand, which is about defining the problem you're trying to solve. Stage two is imagine, which requires you to generate ideas and concepts to solve the problem. So enjoy hearing Ashley's story, but also consider what you can learn to help you better understand and imagine as you solve problems at work and in your world. After this quick break, you'll hear Shane and I talk to Ashley Jones about finding a problem worth solving. How many tasks are on your to-do list? 10? 15? Too many? When your attention is divided, it's not surprising when important work gets pushed back, deadlines are missed, and worse, your personal goals are unachieved. So what's the solution? First, increasing productivity isn't about getting more things done. It's about getting the right things done. And you need a system to help you accomplish that. Introducing the Full Focus Planner. Designed to focus you on a few of your biggest tasks each day, 
And they all tie back to your quarterly and annual goals. So you get more done in a single quarter than most overwhelmed, confused, and frustrated would-be achievers get done in a year. To see what this system is all about, go to the Full Focus store by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash full focus. And just for listeners of Executive Minds, you get a 10% site-wide discount when you enter Exec Minds at checkout. That's executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and enter Exec Minds, all one word, at checkout. Don't let everyday noise throw you off track from your goals. Go to executiveminds.co forward slash full focus and get the only planner that sets you up to win. Go-getters like you and me are always on the lookout for quality podcasts to help us grow in life and leadership. And that's why best-selling author and top podcaster Carrie Newhoff has just launched the Art of Leadership Network. The Art of Leadership Network is a new podcast network, and it includes world-class leaders dedicated to helping you live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. On the network, you'll hear from top leaders on culture, entrepreneurship, executive leadership, organizational culture, nonprofit leadership, church trends, influencer strategies, healthy living, and a lot more. The Art of Leadership Network includes podcasts like the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, Win Today with Christopher Cook, H3 Leadership with Brad Lominick, Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin, and many more, including this podcast, Executive Minds, which features our team here at Mentor, Jeff Henderson of The Four Company, Shane Benson and David Farmer of Chick-fil-A, and yours truly, Kevin B. Jennings. Learn more about the shows and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode at theartofleadershipnetwork.com. Now, on to today's episode. We started our conversation by having Ashley introduce us to both herself and Love Not Lost. So we got to hear the impetus of this journey. So Ashley, how did all this start? Basically, um, my husband and I had a daughter. At two months old, we found out she had a terminal diagnosis of SMA, which stands for spinal muscular atrophy. It's really similar to ALS. Uh, There's no cure. And the doctors told us we would be lucky to see her first birthday. So, of course, that's like the worst news you can hear as parents. I can't imagine. And we made the decision to go home and make the most of the time that we had together. And we didn't know what that would look like and we didn't know um, what was in store, but we knew it was just a really good wake up call that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And yeah, so we just decided to live really intentionally with her. And during that time, we had friends who really knew how to support us and love us well. We had friends who didn't know what to do with us, and they just disappeared. Yeah. Uh, We had really amazing family, uh, church family. We had an incredible community that surrounded us, and that really helped us get through those times. And one friend gifted us a portrait session with a professional photographer. And this photographer showed up, did portraits for our family, 
and found out our story, donated the whole session, and came back a second time when Skylar had actually reached her first birthday. Wow. And did a, a whole other session, and it was really beautiful. And then Skylar passed away at 21 months old. And so it was then that I fully, and even then I didn't really fully understand, but I started to fully understand the power that photos had through the grief and healing process. Wow. When she passed away, it was really, really hard for me to look at those photos because the pain of her, of her not being oh, there was so yeah. raw and hard yeah. that I actually, like, all the framed photos we had in our house, I turned down. But then after a week, I was just missing her so much that I, like, turned them back up. And then, like, I would sit with them. And it was great because I could, like, ugly cry and, like, yeah. have all the snot pouring out of my face and not worry about being yeah. judged by my friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like... The photos really provided a safe space to grieve however I needed to grieve. And that was a, a wake-up call for me, too, of, wow, like, these photos are providing so much healing and the, just the freedom to grieve and, and a actually physical space to grieve. Well, can when, I just hit the pause right yeah. there? Because I think something you're touching on, too, and it's so important, is it's, it's what I hear you saying that is the, the, the photograph or that mm -hmm. memory is along with you during the journey, oh, right? Yeah. There's this high, right. and then there's those just tearful moments where sometimes you're laughing, sometimes you're crying, but yeah. it's with you throughout that journey. Absolutely. And I, I love and I that can, you guys are doing that. Like if I'm having a, a good day, I can just look at them and say hey to her and talk to her still. And mm -hmm. like, and honestly, like the photos give me a way to hold her when she's not here to hold. Oh, yeah. wow. It's powerful. So yeah. that's the short-term kind of impact. The long-term is... We don't get the choice of what memories we get to keep and what memories disappear from our brain. Yeah. And that sucks so bad. Yeah. yeah. Because some of the memories I have with her are starting to fade. Mm. And I can't get, I, you know, we don't have control over which ones yeah. are filtered out. Yeah. And so I like to kind of describe the photos as like an external hard drive where you know, maybe they kind of disappear from our brain a little bit, but we look at that photo and then it pulls out all of those back. memories. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that was something too, that as time went on, I realized the power that photos had. So wow. after she died, I had all this time. I was her full-time mom and caregiver for almost two years. And I was severely depressed, obviously, and just needed something to get me out of bed. I had no other kids. I had a dog who would sit there and whine for hours, and then finally I would get up and let him out, you know, and feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, like, I need something. Yeah. And I started my own photography business. Portraits and weddings were my main focus. And then anytime I heard of anyone facing a terminal diagnosis, I would volunteer to do a free portrait session. Wow. So real quick, um, I think it was Dana Spinola from Fabric. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, she has this quote that she uses all the time. She asks this question, and I want to make sure you get it right. What makes your heart beat mm -hmm. and what makes your heart break? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you just nailed it, right? So you had this passion around taking pictures, and you did that, and you, mm -hmm. you loved it. It was like, what makes your heart beat? But what makes your heart break is families with kids mm -hmm. with terminal illness. And you, the yeah. combination of those two really is what created Love Not Lost. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the essence of it. Exactly, yeah you know, volunteering the sessions, I just wanted, I wanted to make sure that other families had photos, whether they used them or not, to help them through the grief process and to have healing and memories preserved. Mm -hmm. So I, I volunteered and it would be kids, 
adults, you know, the very first family that I served is the big hope photo that we use on a lot of things. And it's um, Kevin Hill was the dad who was fighting stage four melanoma cancer. Wife, two kids. We photographed their family. I photographed some neighbors that had different terminal illnesses. And anyway, I started, I started donating all these sessions and my husband's like, I love you, but... <laughs> and I'm like... This is great. I get it. <laughs> I'm like, we got bills to pay, I know. Um, and so that was something that I was like... I know for us, we had bills to pay. We never knew what insurance was going to cover, what they weren't going to cover, right. what funeral expenses mm -hmm. we were going to have. So it was really important to me that we did this for free to the families that we were serving. Yeah. So that's when I was like, well... I know I'm not rich enough to pay for all of this and do it on a national level. Yeah. But I think there are enough people out there who care and who've been through this and understand the importance of it that they would help support me. So I started the nonprofit. We officially launched in 2016. And that is how Love Not Lost was born. So, you know, I think it is interesting, you know, when you, you're passionate about something mm -hmm. and you do it for free, right? Mm -hmm. Anything we're passionate about, it's like, you don't even yeah. have to pay me. That's right. But Turning that into a business model, mm -hmm. I, I think, is a, is a really yes. important yes. part of this because yeah. I think sometimes people go, "Well, how do I do that?" And sometimes you can almost feel guilty about doing mm -hmm. it. Um, I'm curious. Say a little bit more about. So it, it did sound like there was this healthy conversation mm -hmm. between you and your husband. Yes. Um, when did what was the the tipping point for you to go? Okay, we can actually do this, and it provides income. Like, does that make sense? It's like, how, how did uh -huh. you get to that point? You know, I, that's a great question, but in my mind, it wasn't a question. Say so, more. so I knew that this was a need, and every time I did a session, I would hear how it impacted the family, and each family story was different. So there was a different story of impact, like the Hill family that I just told you about. I ended up creating this really beautiful, like handcrafted wedding album because we had done a couple sessions together, and when Kevin died, I created this really beautiful album gave it to Rachel, his wife, and she was like hysterical crying and was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. A few months later, she's like, I just want to let you know, Ashley, that anytime my daughter Evie has a new person come to the house, she like takes them by the hand, walks them to the sofa, mm. sits them down in front of the coffee table and opens the book and introduces them to her daddy and tells them her, his story. Mm. And you're like, Dang, yeah. that's really powerful. Yeah. Then I photographed a mom who was pregnant with a baby who was active all during labor. And the second he came out, he wasn't breathing. They put him on life support. They tried to save him. They couldn't. And they asked me to come photograph as they were saying goodbye. And I, I did. Two years later, fast forward, they're pregnant with a healthy baby girl. They have her. I do the newborn session because I was like, I would do this no matter what. Sure. So let's go ahead and celebrate it while we can. Yeah. And as we're doing the session, we did some, you know, poses with her that we did for her big brother. And the mom looks at me and is like, Ashley, I don't know if you realize this, but the photos that you took of my firstborn son, those photos are all we have of him, like as a tangible way to, to see him and meet him. Hmm that's the only way our daughter is going to meet her big brother. Mm. So like with each family, there was like a different way that these photos impacted. Yeah. So when my husband was like, Hey, we got to pay bills. You can't, you know, you just can't keep doing all this for free. And I, the problem, the real problem 
is that I love giving. I'm a gift giver. And so That's I would your give, love language. I yeah. would give yep. albums. I would give artwork. I would give prints. And my husband's like, okay, this is actually like costing us a lot of money. Yeah. It's not just files <laughs> right. anymore. It's not just free. It's yeah. not just your time. It's like actually money out of our pocket too. Yeah. And so for me though, it was like, I understand, but also with the stories of impact, there is no way that I am going to stop doing this. Mm -hmm. So I will figure it out and I will not charge them. Well, so the next logical thing for me was, okay, nonprofit, let's do this. And, and if I have, and I have been, unfortunately, uh, around people that have gone through stuff like this, mm -hmm. I, I would pull out my checkbook in a heartbeat to provide mm -hmm. something for somebody. Yeah. And therein lies the business model, right? right. You, like, you tap into the energy or the community around those individuals, I would assume, and that helps to cover some or defray some of that cost around that, I would imagine. What immediately jumps out to me as I hear Ashley tell her story is how much will, determination, and resilience is required on our journeys. But that's not where it ends. Ashley put a lot of research and planning into the development of Love Not Lost. Here's how she described that element of her journey. Yeah, and to be fair, like I am very business-minded. Sure. So one of the things that, as soon as I had the idea for the nonprofit, I did a ton of research of, is there anyone else doing anything like this? Can I partner with someone first? Because I know starting a nonprofit is a ton of work. Yep. Way more than I thought, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, and so that was something that I knew, okay, if, you know, if I could find another organization, I could just volunteer with them and help them grow. But as I did research, I would find a photographer here, a photographer there offering the same thing that I was doing, but no one on a large scale. And of the organizations that did a large scale, a lot were really selective about who they served. And that was a problem for me because when Skylar was diagnosed at two months old, we called this organization called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And they photographed babies that never make it home from the hospital. Well, at two months old, Skylar had made it home. So we didn't qualify for their services. Oh. But, and I get it, you know, they mm -hmm. need to serve their people. Mm -hmm. But I was devastated because I was like, my daughter's dying too, and we need photos. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about, you know, I have friends with terminal illnesses. I have, you know, spouses, grandmas. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, everyone has loved ones that they love yeah. and they want to remember. And so for me, it was really, really important that we didn't discriminate by age or illness. So there were other organizations that only served people with cancer. Well, we had a super rare genetic disorder within Skylar that it was like, well, we need love too, right? Yeah. So that was something, as I did my research, there really wasn't anyone hmm. that was openly accepting of ages and illnesses. A lot of people had discriminations based on certain categories that eliminated a lot of people from their care. And so that was really important to me. Um, and also, I, I, from the beginning, I knew I'm a big macro world changer thinker. And so from the beginning, I was like, this is going to be a national organization. And we're working towards that right now. That's awesome. So, I mean, I think it's interesting because you essentially, you were kind of filling the gap of all the niches. Like right. yep. there were all these niche companies. Mm -hmm. You said, hey, holistically, if you pull up, there's a larger need and we want to fulfill that need yeah. and we want to do it globally. 
Right. Well, it so. started with you you identifying a customer that mm-hmm. was not having a need fulfilled, right? Right. And they were they were in these gaps, and you said, okay, I'm going to fill that gap with the services that I have and the passion that I have, and mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that idea. Episode 90 of the podcast has always been one of my favorites. Ashley Jones is one of my favorite people on the planet. And I love the opportunity to bring this episode back for some of the newer folks here um, who are listening to the podcast and refresh the memory of a few of our longtime listeners. Ashley reminds me of a principle we believe here at Mentor and the Executive Minds podcast. Experience is greater than imagination. See, you do not need an imagination to imagine, especially when you have compassion. As I recently saw Adam Grant eloquently write on Instagram, sympathy says, I'm sorry you're in pain. Empathy says, I feel your pain. Compassion says, I'll do whatever I can to alleviate your pain. This means caring about someone's problems is more important and more valuable than feeling the pain of someone else's problems. See, when finding problems to solve, what if the issue was something that you cared about and felt the pain from? What if you created solutions for the person you previously were? See, Ashley shows us that her experience was greater than her imagination. She took her experience and said, I'll offer a better experience to everyone who was where I used to be. At my company, Junction 32, I have clients that have solved problems experienced by someone they care about, like a friend or family member. So today I ask you, How can you use your experiences and compassion to find a problem worth solving? I hope you enjoyed today's remix. You can access a summary of this episode by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash 207. That's executiveminds.co forward slash 207. And with that, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Subscribing automatically delivers every episode to you so you can keep growing on the go. You can find Executive Minds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And we ask you to do us one favor, and that's help us spread the word and support more ambitious professionals and leaders like you by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Then join us next week as we continue our series of episodes where we here at the Mentor Team are sharing the lessons we've learned over the past year. And you'll be hearing from David Farmer, the Senior Vice President of Restaurant Experience at Chick-fil-A, as he takes us behind the scenes into his annual review from 2021. You don't want to miss it. Until next time, remember, 
Organizations are just groups of people with a shared purpose. That means your organization grows when you grow. So today, grow where you are and grow what you're given without anyone's permission because growth is a choice. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us for the next episode. For show notes and more resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co. The Art of Leadership Network.